All right, wrestling fans, this is Southern Dynamite, and we're here once again for another great week of Pro Wrestling America, this week coming to you from Renaissance Coliseum in Peoria, Illinois. I'm proud to announce that Bart Gunn, one half of the World Tag Team Champions, has decided to continue working with the PWA up through Christmas. So we are excited to have both members of the World Tag Team Champions under contract for the rest of the year. This week, we've got nine big matches for you. Starting off with Jimmy Jack Funk versus T.D. Steele. Mance Warner versus Jimmy Wang Yang. This one comes straight out of the Mississippi Mud match last week. Television title on the line. Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer defending the title against Bart Gunn. Then we have tag team action. Nightmare Ken Wayne and the Italian Stallion facing off against Rough and Ready. The American tag team titles on the line as Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer and Chris Candido defend the titles against PG-13. A non-title match as gentleman Chris Adams, the Illinois heavyweight champion who won the title last week, faces off against his former tag team partner, Honky Tonk Man. Then we have Flying Brian Pillman facing off against the returning from injury Terry Funk. How is the crazy madman from Texas, and especially Amarillo, going to do coming off of his injury in the Tower of Doom match? Unfortunately, Brian Pillman's going to be the one to find out. All right, then we have Kerry Von Erich coming off of the loss last week to his brother David, facing off against Terry Gordy. And then the main event tonight, world heavyweight title on the line, ravishing Rick Rude, defending the title against the American heavyweight champion, the monster heel, David Von Erich. This is going to be a great card. Let's get right into it. Opening match, Jimmy Jack Funk versus TD Steele. Funk doesn't give Steele a moment to catch his breath, pinning him with a bulldog in a time of 3 minutes, 43 seconds. Then we get to Mance Warner versus Jimmy Wang Yang. Again, coming off of the Mississippi Mud Match. And Funk refuses to leave the ring. He tosses Steele out of the ring. Mance Warner comes out for his match, followed by Jimmy Wang Yang. Nick Patrick calls for the bell as Funk finally steps through the ropes. Warner and Yang lock up, but Funk steps back through the ropes to nail Yang from behind right away. Patrick calls for the bell and the disqualification right away. The winner of the match, in a time of 11 seconds, Jimmy Wang Yang by disqualification. Now Funk and Warner double-team Yang, busting him open again, just like they had last week in the Mississippi Mud Match, before Steele slides back in the ring to even up the odds. Whitlock motions to the dressing room. PG-13 and Rough and Ready rush the ring, making it a six-on-two beatdown. Bubba Ray Dudley and Jimmy Golden come down to the ring with a table. Funk throws Steele out of the ring. Ruff throws Yang out of the ring. All six challenge Dudley and Golden to get into the ring. They simply collect Yang and Steele, making their way back to the dressing room. Whitlock grabs the mic and starts to berate the entire PWA roster for underestimating his wrestlers. Whitlock proclaims his wrestlers as the future of the PWA. 
He promises that PG-13 will win the American Tag Team titles tonight and that Warner and Funk are prepping for a run at the World Tag Team titles currently held by the Smoking Guns. The York Foundation's theme music begins to play. Alexandra comes out to the entrance ramp. She tells Whitlock that her worst wrestler could beat any of his wrestlers in less than a minute. Whitlock challenges Alexandra to a stable war. When his wrestlers win, he demands that she become his personal assistant for the summer. Alexandra starts to walk away without an answer. As Whitlock starts to reply, the York Foundation climb over the guardrail and slide into the ring behind Whitlock's men. As the crowd pops, they turn around for Adams to hit Warner with the superkick, Gilbert to throw a fireball in Wolfie D's face. Rude and Daniels attack the rest of them. Everyone escapes except Jimmy Jack Funk. Daniels drills him into the mat with the angel's wings. He and Gilbert pick him back up for Rude to hit the Rude Awakening. And then Adams kicks Funk out of the ring. I'm assuming that stable war must be over because, yeah, um, it's just the York Foundation. And four on six disadvantage. Getting the job done, being left the only ones in the ring. So as York Foundation leaves, we get ready for the first of our three title matches tonight. Buzz, Bad Dog Buzz Sawyer defending the television title against Bart Gunn. And Buzz and Bart have a great match. Bart nearly has the match won after a lariat. But Buzz kicks out right before Manning's hand hits the mat for the third count. Bart believes he has won the match, but Buzz picks him up in an atomic drop into the ropes. As Bart bounces off the ropes, Buzz drills him with a power slam into the mat for the pin to retain the title in a time of 9 minutes, 4 seconds. Next match has a couple of guys that were just in the ring not 10 minutes ago. That is rough and ready facing off against Sunshine's crew of Nightmare Ken Wayne and Italian Stallion. After narrowly escaping the sneak attack from the York Foundation, Whitlock escorts Rough and Ready to the ring. Sunshine escorts Wayne and Stallion down the aisle, but they rush the ring to begin the match quickly. Wayne and Ruff fall out of the ring while Stallion easily takes care of Ready. Whitlock tries to interfere, but Wayne drags him off the ring apron. Stallion gets the pin with a float-over DDT on Reddy in a time of 3 minutes, 17 seconds. Your winners, Nightmare Ken Wayne and Italian Stallion. Definitely setting themselves up for a shot at whoever wins the next match. That is the match for the American Tag Team titles. Again, we've got somebody who was just in the ring not too long ago. That being the television champion and one half of the American Tag Team Champions, Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer. His match just ended not even five minutes ago. And now he's back out. And then we have PG-13, who just barely survived the attack from the York Foundation. But Whitlock sends Rough and Ready back to the dressing room as PG-13 come out to challenge the champions. Wolfie D's right eye is covered with a bandage from Gilbert's fireball. Whitlock demands that Dylan come out and that they work out an arrangement because of Wolfie's injury 
from the York Foundation's cowardly sneak attack. Dylan comes out, flanked by Buzz and Candido. Dylan wants to know what sort of goofy idea Whitlock might have. Whitlock wants the champions to put the titles up, the tag team titles, in a singles match. Wolfie D only has one working eye. Bart just left the ring from his television title match not even 10 minutes ago. One-on-one, Chris Candido versus J.C. Ice for the American Tag Team titles. Dylan considers the moment, the proposal for a moment, before agreeing. And Candido toys with Ice throughout the match. As he climbs the turnbuckle, Wolfie climbs onto the ring apron and shoves him off the turnbuckle. Tommy Young calls for the bell, disqualifying J.C. Ice. Wolfie D climbs into the ring, but he is followed by Buzz. PG-13 quickly leave the ring as the champions stand tall. Dylan grabs the mic and encourages Whitlock to have another match at any time for either of the titles his wrestlers hold. This Nathaniel Whitlock is one of those oddball managers from the Memphis territory that never went anywhere else. I don't I don't remember hearing about him being anywhere else. Maybe Pacific Northwest, but that's probably pushing it. But he was known as Nate the Great or Nate the Rat, depending on who was talking. Usually he referred to himself as Nate the Great. Everyone else was Nate the Rat, including his own wrestlers at times. But he is just one of these guys that was just, he was a cocky young punk who thought he knew the wrestling business and usually ended up with crappy wrestlers like Rough and Ready or PG-13. Although there are probably people who will tell me that PG-13, decent wrestlers. I mean, I'll give Grant that they're decent, but yet yeah, not quite the quality even of the Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer. I mean, I would even put them below TD Steel. I mean, to be quite honest with you. But that's my own opinion, and it's probably the way I'll promote and book the matches with them. But anyway, we move on. Non-title match. Gentleman Chris Adams, the newly crowned Illinois heavyweight champion, facing off against former Illinois heavyweight champion, former world tag team champion with Adams. The Honky Tonk Man. In their first singles match against each other since Adams turned on Honky Tonk Man and joined the York Foundation. Honky Tonk Man had previously tried to get Adams to put his new Illinois heavyweight title on the line. But Adams refused, saying that Honky Tonk Man had to earn a title shot. Alexandra checks her laptop to proclaim that Adams would win the match in less than 25 minutes. I think this is the longest prediction the computer has had for a match so far. Honky Tonk Man and Sunshine come down to the ring. Sunshine takes the mic from Alexandra and hands it to Honky Tonk Man. He wants to know why Adams turned on him. They were in line to unseat the smoking guns as the world tag team champions. Adams grabs the mic and says that his biggest mistake ever was teaming with Honky Tonk Man even though they were world tag team champions. He blames Honky Tonk Man for losing the titles. Adams doesn't need to worry about a tag team partner for a title because he won the American, the Illinois heavyweight title all by himself. 
Once again, Honky Tonk Man demanded that Adams defend the title, but Adams once again refused. Honky Tonk Man backed away from Adams, throwing up his hands in disgust. Sunshine and Alexandra leave the ring and stay in their men's corners. And Honky Tonk Man and Adams have a wonderful match that has the fans on their feet the entire time. They battle back and forth in a match where Adams kicked out from the shake, rattle, and roll, and Honky Tonk Man kicked out from the super kick. Adams finally gets the pin with a Samoan drop from the middle turnbuckle in a time of 24 minutes, 45 seconds. Barely under the 25 minutes of Alexandra York's prediction. This will be a great feud between these two former tag team partners, guys that literally could have been together. I mean, they could have both joined the York Foundation and been a great heel tag team, just as they were a great face tag team. But it is what it is. This is the way the booking went. All right, next match. Returning from injury is Terry Funk facing off against flying Brian Pillman. And Terry returns from his injury in the Tower of Doom match to have a wonderful match with Brian. Terry seeks to keep the match as a brawl inside and outside the ring. But Brian tries to keep Terry off balance with his aerial attacks. Brian bounces off the middle rope onto the floor with a corkscrew plancha, but Terry moves out of the way. Terry picks Brian up in an over-the-shoulder backbreaker very much like Lex Luger's torture rack, but drills Brian face first into the concrete floor with an inverted Death Valley driver. Terry rolls Brian back into the ring to get the easy pin in a time of 26 minutes, 21 seconds. Terry Funk looks better and crazier now after the injury than before. There may be something about that Old adage about the wounded animal. All right, next match. Kerry Von Erich versus Terry Gordy. And they have a wonderful match, very much like they did in their matches in World Class. Kerry almost looks like he has the match won with the Iron Claw, but Terry tosses him through the ropes onto the floor to break the hold. Kerry climbs right back into the ring. Terry tries to control the match quickly, but Kerry manages to maintain control. David makes an appearance on the Jumbotron to distract Kerry. Terry takes control of the match from that point and easily wins with a pile driver in a time of 15 minutes, 51 seconds. But Terry looks disgusted. He could have won the match, I'm sure, any number of ways. But to have David come out and distract Kerry that seems to be getting under his skin. And that may not bode too well. As we go on to the next match, our main event for the night, World Heavyweight title on the line, the ravishing one, Rick Rude, defending the World Heavyweight title against the American heavyweight champion, the monster heel, David Von Erich. Rick and David try to have a match but it gets interrupted by Terry Gordy and Kerry Von Erich. Referee David Manning can't decide who was attacked first, so he throws the match away in a double disqualification. 
Terry initially attacks Rick while Carrie attacks David. Terry quickly turns on David, making a three-on-one brawl. Once David is rendered unconscious, Rick and Terry turn on Carrie. Austin Idol rushes the ring to clear it out. And the episode ends with Austin Idol standing in the middle of the ring, helping the modern-day warrior, Carrie Von Erich, back to his feet. So in a time of 2 minutes, 16 seconds, both men were disqualified for outside interference. Ravishing Recruit is still your world heavyweight champion. And as I said earlier, Carrie could get a tag team partner from just about anywhere. Could he have a good one in the Universal Heartthrob? We'll have to see where this goes. But until next time, this is Southern Dynamite thanking you for being here, thanking you for your support of Pro Wrestling America and the Wrestling with Theology podcast, and we will see you next week.